Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. My name's Panos and I'll be guiding you through the episode today of something that has been, it's a, it bugs me a little bit when I see this um, in my clients, so I want to really talk about it today and bring awareness to it. It's not a massive, massive big deal, but it can be. It's about how do we get our dog out of the vehicle? What's our protocol getting dogs out of the car? Something that is so overseen and... It can be the the reason why your walk goes good or the reason why your walk goes bad. So now I don't want to date this um, episode at all, but you know we're in Sydney and we're in lockdown, so I'm meeting whoever I can up in my local park. And of course, because we're not coming into the house and things like that, dogs are needed to come out of the car. So what I've been telling all my clients is keep your dog in the car when you get here, so don't pull them out straight away. We're going to have a little chat. You know, introduce ourselves, get into it, and then I want to see how you get, well, I want to show you how to get your dog out of the car for a few reasons. If we, if we, okay, so this is what normally happens. (laughs) We get out of the car, the dog knows what's happening, they hear the sound of the keys, the handbrake, the the seatbelt, the door, so these are all conditioned responses for the dog to know, oh my gosh, the walk is about to begin. They get really, really excited, they get over, over excited, and we get to the back door, we open the door, we grab the, they grab the lead, dog comes out, starts doing, acting like the Tasmanian devil outside of the car, gets overexcited, jumping all over the place, jumping on your car, you're trying to close your door, grab your stuff, lock your car, and then we go for this walk. The dog drags us to the closest tree to do a pee or something. And in and of itself, looking at that, you may not see much of a big deal because you may tell them to stop and sit and then adjust their collar and go for a walk. If we overexcite our dogs at the beginning of the walk, if we leave the car an 8 out of 10, we have an 8 out of 10 pain in the ass already to begin with. So what we want to do is we want to settle our dogs before they even exit the vehicle. And this is where we work on our release commands and we teach them what the right protocol is. Not just for safety, because of course your dog comes out of the car in a rush, um, you get pulled over, your dog jumps on somebody, he runs out onto the road, um, You know, your dog may jump out so fast and slip and and injure themselves, there's there's a myriad of things that could happen. But also we want to look after our ritual, our routine, so that way there our dog knows what we want. We need focus from our dogs before we can tell our dogs what to do. So this is what I want you to do. And this is very similar to leaving the house, and I'll get to that in a second. We pull up in the car. First thing that I want you to be mindful of is don't always go to your dog first. As soon as you stop that your vehicle and you get out, Make sure you've got everything ready. You've got your keys, got your bag ready, training gear, whatever you've got to do. Lock the gun, like take your keys out of the ignition. Get all that stuff ready. Get your treat pouch on. Sometimes I would suggest even extending that. Obviously, all the doors are closed. Your dog can't get out of the car and you wait a little bit. Make that phone call or do something that you've got to do or even just purposefully wait the two or three minutes before tending to your dog. We don't want our dog to think straight away when the, door, the car door closed, we're going to get them out because most of the time when our dogs are in the car, they're immediately going to come out when we stop the vehicle and we get out. However, what happens when you just have him in the car, you want to go down the road to quickly pick something up in the shop 
and you jump out of the car, your dog starts freaking out, thinking, I thought we were walking, now we're not walking, why aren't we leaving this onto the street, all these different stuff, and then dog starts barking, destroying your, your, your car and things like that. And separation distress, they don't, they've never been left in the car before, so they don't know how to do it. So practice that in the, in the background. If we want our dog to pay attention, walk on a loose lead and listen to our commands, just like what I said before, I want you to make sure that he's very calm when you approach him. When you open that door, first thing you do, if it's a, if you're using, if it's a puppy, you got him on the harness, get, um, attach your harness appropriately, have the lead attached, everything's ready to go. We bring your puppy out. There's less rules for puppies, of course, but we bring them out and we close the door. We may tell them to sit, maybe reward them, get a bit of focus before we continue. But again, how you walk your puppy is how you walk your puppy. It's not the same as if we are teaching our dogs like how to loose lead walk. So you got that dog seven months and over roughly. You get to the vehicle, I mean to the back door, you open it. You make sure his collar's in the right position. Do that while he's sitting inside the car. Fix it up, have it all ready to go. Have your pouch on, everything's good. So the only thing you need to do when you're getting your dog out is you tell him to come out. So you say, okay. They come out. Immediately when they get onto the, onto the footpath or onto the grass, you tell them to sit. They hold that sit, you close the door. You lock your car, you put your keys in your pocket, you can mark and reward. And that way there, your, your dog feels, okay, when I come out of the car, if I sit, I get food. He may not naturally want to do that, and he's going to do everything that I explained before and act like the Tasmanian devil doing whirlwinds all around the place. What you want to do is you practice your technique immediately. As soon as he comes out, you have your collar in the right position so you can encourage him, hey, I need you to sit here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm making you sit here, and I'm asking you. It would be nice if you did it for me. But, um, but there's no way around it. You have to hold that sit. It's a very basic, easy command. Let's practice this in the most functional way possible. They hold that sit. We close the door. We say, okay, and we start our walk. Same thing getting into the car. You don't want to just, when you get to the car and then you open the door and immediately they jump in. What if someone's sitting in the back seat there? What if you don't want them to jump in? What if there's something on the seat there? Like this, so many reasons why you don't want your dog to just immediately jump into the car. So after your walk, you get to the car, tell them to sit open the door when you're good and ready okay and your dog jumps into the car i would normally suggest when you are traveling with your dog either to have him in the back seat and on a harness and attached what i like to do when they're in the car is i um i like to attach their their um their lead to their harness but i sli- i make the end of the lead like a slip lead so i get part of the leash and i put it through the the loop and that way there i put it over the headrest it's generally very strong and I like to keep the seatbelt, I mean, not the seatbelt, the leash higher on the headrest. So if your dog d- does a little spins and moves back and forward, it's not getting tangled around their legs. We're fine where we put the seatbelt and the leash attached to each other. Your dog starts walking back and forth, does a couple of circles, and the lead's attached and wrapped around their legs. You hit the brakes, they can't save themselves, they fall over, they hurt themselves. So keeping that um, that collar, um, that leash a little bit higher. But also having it up higher makes it easier. So when you do go to go to your dog in the car, you're not having to like move their legs and push them over. You can just open the, um, you can just take the leash off around the headrest there. Make sure you lasso it. You don't like tie it, make a knot or anything. Um, what I mean is um, you get the loop and you put a bit of the leash through the loop. So you may have made a slip lead. And that makes it a little bit easier. Also, if you crate train your dog inside the car, then that's even better. Have him in the crate in the back there. And then the same thing goes. When you get to the crate, open the crate, you adjust the collar, you attach the lead. Then we say, okay, we don't adjust outside because think of this, your dog's reactive to dogs or your dog's super excited about dogs or loves people or chases birds. 
if you bring them out of the car and while you're thinking about locking it and trying to grab this tree pouch and fix the collar and put it in the right position and adjust their harness and all that sort of stuff, in that moment, if a dog walks past and your dog lunges and bites that dog or chases a bird that's flown away across towards the busy road and then your dog tries to jump in front of a car, there's just too many things that can happen in that transition. Transitional um, spaces, places where we're coming in and out of the door, going going from one room to another room and coming in and out of the car. These are, these are called transitional spaces in self-defense and for people. This is where a lot of people have to be exercise their situational awareness because it's a lot of, that's where a lot of people get robbed or bad things can happen to them. And when you do like study, you know, like criminal activity and how people will attack somebody, it happens in that moment because we're less attentive to the space around us because we're transitioning, coming out of the car. We're thinking about other things. Well, that translate into dog training. If you don't know what's happening around you, your dog can react and lunge. So have everything ready to go. Always, always, always make it a good habit. And that way there one day when you've practiced this long enough, like with my dogs, I open the door. I don't have to say anything to them. I can grab something, close the door again. I can have it open for five minutes until I say the word, okay, your dog jumps out of the car. We'll do similar things at the front door as well. We tell them to sit. We swing the door open, like leaving the house, etc. We don't want dogs running through doorways, so we always tell them to sit and hold their sit until we release them and we walk through the door together. So having these things in mind are not just, oh, that's convenient, but it becomes ritual. It becomes routine. It's an opportunity for our dog to be at work and thinking about his end of the his responsibility while we look after our responsibility and make sure dogs aren't... Um, doing inappropriate things to other people and things like that. So I I prefer every single person to listen to this episode in particular because every single time, so maybe nine times out of 10, it always is a frustrating experience. Dogs are jumping. And if my car's right next to their car, the dog jumps up, jumps on my car because he smells my dog or whatever, scratches my car, jumps on me. It's just, it's, oh, sorry, people like fall over because their dog pulls them while they're trying to close the door. So Control, 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 and make it part of your everyday life. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening once again. And until next time, have a great day. Keep training your dogs and stay happy, healthy, and strong. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate, and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches Thank you and stay tuned for next time.